I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to be talking about business planning for financial advisors and offering you a copy of our free one-page business planning template. Okay. All right. Who needs intro music? We just provide it. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 70 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back and talking about one of our favorite topics, which is business planning. Yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back in full force. There was some conversation about calling this season two of the Stephen and Kevin Show, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. No. So season one still, episode number 70. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that everybody knows is important, Mm -hmm. but not that many people do it right. So that's why we're here. Yeah, and, and people overcomplicate business planning as well. So, again, we're, we're going to offer up a free download. By the way, if you, if you want to get it, before we even jump into it, it is oxy.com slash business plan download, oxy.com slash business plan download. Now, before we get into today's topic, just a quick plug here for our social media program, which is growing like wildfire and probably half of the reason that we've taken a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, absolutely. We've been running wild trying to run a financial advisor, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram accounts, we take the load off of your plate and we're good at it. So we can run campaigns for you. We can post content. We can engage your contacts. It's a great program. Check it out. If you want a consultation, we're happy to have it with you. Uh, Also, today, if you don't mind, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's like right here, right down there. Click that subscribe button for us. So without further ado, let's talk business planning, Kevin. I'll tell you what's the worst is when somebody doesn't have one even. It's the epitome of coasting through your career. You don't even have a plan for the year. Yeah, just a few goals, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. And they're kind of goals that you know you're going to achieve anyway. Or like, hey, if the the market uh, gets X percent this year, I think I could reach this this level of assets under management, which is not what we're after here. We want concrete, year-long goals that we stick with. What's the other extreme of that, though, is the advisor who spends so much time months and months developing this business plan where then you they they barely reference it ever again right it's just like this whole exercise and it looks so great it's this mba thesis and like they print it out and they bind it and it looks awesome and then before they even send it to us they make us sign a non-disclosure agreement (laughs) and you know exactly what i'm talking about and then i get it and it's like oh this is great but then we don't do any of it oh exactly right it it comes from people who tend to be in the weeds a little too much. Mm-hmm. They like the exercise of creating the business plan more than they like implementing what's in there. And That's it's almost right. an avoidance tactic. That's, it's the equivalent of, and I, and I have plenty of coaching clients who've dealt with this, where you, ha- you have um, an investor who comes to you and they say, oh, I just want to pay for your plan, right? And then the advisor's like, fine. And then he's, uh, one of my clients has done plenty of plans for them, but then they don't implement it, right? And then it's like, well, and it needs to be current, it needs to be updated, it needs to be simple enough that everyone can reference it and make sure it happens. Yeah, so part of the of what we're after today and doing this in a one-page variety is creating something that's memorable and that you stick with throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at some recent data that we had on 524 financial advisors, and we were doing some comparison between those who were bringing in a good amount of assets and those who weren't. Mm-hmm. So by that, we said, yeah, let's set the bar at $10 million in new assets over the previous year. Mm-hmm. So those who brought in 10 or more uh, million in assets last year were 42% more likely to track their progress towards their business plan goals throughout the year. 
Yeah, that, that's a big powerful. difference, right? Right. So, uh, so we're going to offer up our one-page business planning template. We're going to template. We're going to get into the the details of it and show you how to fill it out today. Um, it's pretty simple, right? But there's brilliance in simplicity. It's sometimes harder to narrow everything down to get it really concise than it is to just kind of, you know, put everything you know that you can think of under the sun uh, in, in a plan. So yeah, and we go through this same exercise ourselves here. And the easiest thing for us to do is sit down in a rambling meeting where all of us put our heads together and we come up with infinite ways to improve our business in the right. next year. And when you're done with it, yeah, you've got a great list, but it is not actionable. Right. You're like, where do we start on all this? Right. Yeah. So uh, here's here here's we go uh, today on the first section of this. If you have it, if you don't already uh, download it, section number one is the five-year vision. Mm -hmm. And this is where we want you to be a little bit of a space cadet. We want you to wander in the far reaches of your mind mm -hmm. and think about what you want your life to look like five years from now, personally and professionally. Yeah, this is an area where I excel, the whole space cadet. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, you think about it, you know, like, are you going to, how many new team members will you have in five years? What will the practice look like? Um, you know, how will you structure things within your team? Will you, will, will you be offering the same um, deliverables, right? What What's going to change in, in five years? Personally, what impact will it have on you and mm. your family and the charitable interest you have if you're successful with this five-year goal plan, mm -hmm. right? So let's think through some of that envision. It gives you a lot of the why. All the stuff that we're going to talk about in the business plan is hard work. It takes hard work to implement it. You need a little bit of the why created, why you're working towards all this. The next section on here is one-year goals. So one-year goals is probably going to be uh, something that's a little bit more concrete. It might be assets or revenue or new households or something along those lines. But, but really think about a goal, too, where if you did everything in your power, you have a 50-50 shot of achieving that goal. Like don't set a goal that's like too easy or too, you know, or too difficult because that can be demotivating, right? But it should be one that pushes you a little bit. Yeah, it's got to get your attention a little bit if this plan is going to have some meaning. Mm -hmm. And also the types of goals that you set make a big difference in terms of motivation. We find that too many people set goals around either total revenue or total assets mm -hmm. and that's not tracking all of what's within your control. We'd rather you set goals around new assets added this year from new or existing clients or new clients added or mm -hmm. new cl uh, clients lost, setting a, a small goal for that. Uh, but things that are tangible within your control, they're going to have more meaning for you. Uh, next section on here is projects. We feel like we're always working on some sort of project internally. We know a lot of advisors are too. We broke it to, broke it down quarterly, so Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. What's like one main project that you want to accomplish? Is it hey, we're migrating to a new CRM system, or we're going to be uh, we're going to start using a new financial planning software tool, or there's something that you want to implement, and just picking one main project per quarter. Fourth is the ideal client profile. We don't give you a ton of space for this because we want it to be very simple. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just have to be assets. It could be attitude. It could be their line of work. Yep. It could be their stage in life. Paint the picture of who you're targeting, and that should guide the rest of our marketing efforts. Number five is differentiators. So in one of our recent studies, we found that 56% of advisors say that what differentiates them is high-level, personalized service. Now, is that a little bit of an oxymoron that you have over half of advisors saying that what sets you apart is – Service, right? So, like, so hypothetically, if they're going to four advisors, two of them are all saying the same thing, right? So that's not really a differentiator. What sets you apart? What is tr a true differentiator for you and your team? Number six, marketing strategies. 
There's no secret out there as to what marketing strategies work for financial advisors. You can mm -hmm. find it in our research. You can find it a lot of places. The secret is in the execution of it. But first up, we want to frame out what strategies you're really going to take hold of this year. It tends to be that you can look down the list of our five or six things that come out in the research every year is most effective. Things like introductions and referrals and client events, alliances with other professionals, networking in the community, social media. And you can look at that list and say, well, yeah, I should just be doing all those. Not yeah. so much for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is an exercise that I'm doing right now with a couple coaching clients where we're looking at the Super 7 strategies and we're saying, what are the three this year that we're going to do really, really well, right? Don't try to do too much. Yeah, I had a conversation this morning around that same topic of you're, you're not going to have a perfectly balanced attack. Yeah. It tends to be when we find somebody who's bringing in $50 million or, or $150 million in new assets a year, the really big success stories. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're doing everything in equal amounts. They've narrowed their focus to some things they're really, really good at, and they go all in. How do you go about helping someone narrow that focus? Is it, I mean, is it for you, Stephen, I mean, I, I would think initially like target market, right? Like who, who we're going after, maybe um, natural inroads that you might have. Right? Like if you know a lot of accountants and you feel like that could be a really viable opportunity for you, then that's a path you might go down. But you're going to have to think through some of that. Yeah, it's a really good question because you could think, well, why don't I give all six or seven strategies a try? Right. But we know what happens if you dabble in all six or seven. Right. You, you get don't... dabbler style results. It's not good. <laughs> right. Dabbler results. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, use your intuition of what you think is going to have the most success. If you're a complete wallflower socially, don't make social prospecting your number one focus this year. This is probably great. not going to work. You're going to hate it, and you're not going to be very good at it. That's great. It takes a little bit of uh, soul-searching, a little bit of uh, self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Number seven, $1,000 an hour activities. This is where the business plan really comes to life for me. So you've set the vision. You know what you're after. You've set concrete one-year goals. You've defined the marketing strategy. Well, what does that mean on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? Mm -hmm. How many of each of these actions are you going to take? $1,000-an-hour activities is basically just a term that we use to um, describe the most important actions that you're taking within your business, right? Like, and ideally, if you could drill your day down to, like, only doing the $1,000-an-hour activities, then that would be a really, really good day. And each of these $1,000-an-hour act activities have to link to the strategies that we just talked about. So what's an example of one that, that you know, just to, to bring clarity for all the listeners out there? Well, it, it might be social lunches with clients. So if you said, you know what, that's a core part of what I do. I recognize that deepening relationships with existing clients is super important. I'm going to set a frequency of doing that twice a week, every week, all year long. So that could link to the strategy of more unsolicited referrals. Right, absolutely. Right. Or if you're targeting centers of influence, it might be one quality contact per week with go. a center of influence. That's so good. things that are more measurable than your broader strategy. Perfect. Um, the last section on our one-page business planning template is a SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. We feel like no business plan is complete uh, without taking a look at the competitive landscape and you know what you're doing internally well, what you need to work on, um, and also just kind of what's going on in the industry and making sure that you're aware of those changes and that you're ahead of the curve. So when you think about how you'd use this plan, number one, there are instructions on the back. So a lot of what we covered today, you could have gotten just by get downloading this form and reading it. And that's Come why on. we didn't tell you that in the beginning. Uh, but there are instructions on the back. So download that form. Again, it is available at oxley.com slash business plan download. If you've already done a business plan this year, put it to the test and see if by memory you can complete this. That's good. So I'll bet you even if you had a longer business plan, a lot of these fields were already present. Five-year plan, one-year goals, projects you're going to complete. Let's talk about this first. So, so let's talk about implementation. So you go through, you, you complete it. Um, 
do you give them a copy to every member of your team? I have a big pile of papers on my desk, and I tend to just kind of slide it right up under the bottom. And, uh, <laughs> That's your business plan. <laughs> there we go. It's but a, it's no, a... you should share it with your team, right? They should all see it. They should all be bought into it. You might even you know, go through the process of completing some of these with these uh, sections with them. When will you purposefully go back and look at this? Hmm. I think you're, you should be looking at this. Well. There's certain aspects of it, right? Like, like the thousand dollar an hour activities, you should probably be looking at those in the beginning, daily, um, and get it down to weekly. Eventually, once you get you know, into the groove, but maybe once a month, minimum once a quarter. Yeah, and I think it's important to pre-plan those things too. It's easy to say at the beginning of the year, where well, we're going to look back at this once a quarter. But you have a busy life. We yes. have, have a busy life. If you yeah. don't pre-plan for this stuff and calendar it, you're in trouble. So mm -hmm. why not go ahead and put on your t on your calendar and everybody else's this uh, checkup, uh, if you will. And it's a good time to check in on the projects that you said you were going to do in Q1 versus 2 and 3 and 4. So hope this was helpful, gang. This is a one-page business plan. Again, it's downloadable. You can get access to it. If you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's on the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Actually, bottom left-hand corner of us, bottom right-hand corner of that's your right. screen. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we would very much appreciate it. Thanks, all. Thanks, everyone.